Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Tonight, we have a special guest speaker, Nathan Batchelder. Nathan, uh, I think, <laughs> I'm trying to remember, how long have you been here? About eight, eight and about to the, oh wow, 10 years now. Nathan was in my wedding. He was one of the groomsmen, and one of the other groomsmen who had never, he wasn't from New Jersey, he was talking to Nathan beforehand, it was Jeremy Harrell, and he, he said, uh, so how'd you know Colin? And I said, how do, how do you know Colin? I was this guy's master club leader, watching him run around in the game time for a while, but now Nathan has uh, grown up here quite a bit, and I mean that both literally, spiritually, metaphorically, a lot of ways. I've been uh, proud to call him my friend, and I'm really proud of everything he's been doing in uh, the past year and a half now at Vision, right? Um, yes, doing Bible college over at Solid Rocks Bible School there, um, the Bible Institute. So he has been following the Lord's will and uh, pursuing that. So Nathan, the rest of the time is yours. Bring God's word to us tonight. Thank you so much, Colin. I really do appreciate it. It is good to be able to be in church today. And I'm very glad that... God gave me the opportunity as well as uh, Open Bible to be able to give me this opportunity. And I got to say, being up here, it was, it was a major surprise. When, when uh, <clears throat> I got, get an email from, from Brother Tyler, and it says, like, you know, I see, I see him on some list. And I'm like, oh, cool, I'm in kids' ministry again. And about three weeks later, I ask him about it. And he's like, Nathan, look, look at it again. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And I look at it, and then I realize I was going to be here. And I was like, Whoa! And I had butterflies on my stomach for, like, weeks. And speaking of other surprises, we've all had different kind of surprises in our life. Maybe we've had a special birthday surprise, or maybe we've had, maybe we've had a graduation surprise, or maybe a friend came to us sometime, and they just came to our house and just said, hey, I just want you to know I love you, I'm praying for you. Just came to your house, gave you a really nice, just wanted to cheer you up. Maybe there are times like in my life, I remember when I devoted my life into ministry, I, I came up to Colin, and I, as he said, I was that cheesy kid. And I came up to him, and all I talked about was like one thing. It was just some, some video game. And I always came up to him, just talked to him about it, and then I told him, hey, I'm going into ministry. And at first he was like, he's like, no way. <laughs> he was like, There's, he's like, this guy? And since then, he's been helping me grow. He's been the person who has counseled me. He's been the guy who has helped me through everything. And because of him, I'm, I'm at where I'm at today. And I'm very grateful for that. And I, while, while, looking, uh, for, while praying for something to talk about, God gave me a story. And it was a story of a guy named Luke Hahn. And I'd love for you all to hear this. It, uh, it says, Luke Hahn, he was, a, a, uh, he was raised a very privileged man. He had everything he possibly could. And he heard the gospel, but never heard what repentance was, nor did he ever listen. When he was young, he knew he wasn't saved. He was able to give people the right answers to make people think he was saved. 
Every day, he sank deeper and deeper into his sins. While getting older, he grew in his teenage years. He wanted to be apart from his father because he was Christian as well, and he didn't want much to do with Christianity. When he hit the age of 21, he met his now wife, Angie. He said, I was living the real happy life, and four months in his relationship, he got into a major car wreck. This car wreck paralyzed him from the waist down to a point where he really couldn't do much. And he was in a coma for a couple months, and when he woke up, the first thing he saw was his father. And his father was leaning over him and said, son, if you died, would you be in heaven? And he shook his head, and that day he finally gave up his false profession and got saved. God did what he did to get his attention, stripped him of everything, such as his false profession, his pride, and though he kept his wonderful wife Angie with him, the Lord had her stay. Over the next couple of years, him and his, and his wife got engaged. But throughout that, he just went right back into his sin, living in sin. Uh, they both did have different beliefs, and they had butt heads a lot, whether faith or works would get you to heaven. One night, they were $500 short for rent, which was a lot at the time for them because rent was about $700 altogether. And they were scared and didn't know what to do. And some friends from their church who were praying for them gave them a book. And in that book had $500 in it. And they didn't know about the debt. And he was confused because he knew he had been living in sin. So he went to his father. And he had been building a better relationship with his father. And, and his father decided to give him a book as advice. And the, and the book was called Am I a Child of God? He read it every day and realized he had been fighting the scriptures and everyone realized he needed God to open his eyes in order to follow God. He began to grow as a Christian and pray for people as well as his wife. Instead of fighting her, he began to pray for her. He now uses his encouraging words to say to pray. And there are times he's in a wheelchair. He knows that God is in control and has his hand around us always and will always put us in the correct direction. Sometimes God will strip you of everything in order for you to hear him. There is only one true way, and it will last forever, and that is the hope of Christ. Please turn your Bibles to John 9. I'll pray, then we'll get started. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this great opportunity. Thank you for being able to let me be up here and to be able to uh, give everyone your word, Lord. Lord, I ask that I say everything right, that I don't say anything wrong and, and not mess up your word in any way, Lord. Lord, I just ask you for this in your name. Amen. So this is a pretty well-known uh, story for some. Maybe for others, it might be a little bit different. This is the story of the man who was born blind. And he received his sight later down the road. And this time, uh, Jesus is actually on the run. And he sees the man, and he decides to help him. And he heals him of his blindness. And I plan to read the whole chapter, uh, little by little, while explaining it while going on. So if y'all can uh, bear with me, that would be, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, verse number one. And as Jesus passed... By, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he, ha 
that he was born blind. Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. If y'all do underline your Bibles, and it's fine if you don't, but if you do, that is a great verse to underline. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Verse 6, when he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said unto him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way therefore and washed and came seeing. The neighbors therefore and they which before had seen him that he was blind said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? And he answered and said, A man that is is called Jesus, made clay, anointed mine eyes, and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? And he said, I know not. So that's going to lead to my first point. The thing with Luke Hahn was he didn't know the path. He didn't really know the path that God had planned for him. And neither did the blind man. So that's going to lead to my first point. It's going to be a little bit of a long one, but it's we don't know the path. We are running in blind, just like the blind man. There are paths we are taking, even right now. And sometimes we think, I don't like going down this path. I'd rather go down a different path. But God does have a path for us. And we got to remember, because it is going to be a surprise in the end. Because if we knew the surprises planned for us, I am 100% certain a lot of us, or if not all of us, would change that outcome. There are times we may think, oh, I had a, I had a really rough, I had a rough breakup. Maybe, maybe a friend decided to, to come in and treat me, treat me like garbage. Maybe I, I, uh, someone stole some money from me. Maybe this or that. And you're not happy about that. And you wanted to change that outcome. If you could change that outcome, you probably would. And how would it end up, end up then? It would probably end up, maybe like you did stay with that girlfriend. You just changed it. And next thing you know, your, your life is, isn't going well. It gets a lot more rough because that's not what God had planned for you. And it all starts to fall down, and you're going to struggle to get back up. And throughout that time, you can just wonder, oh, well, why, why is this happening to me? And that's because you, tried, you, you didn't want to take God's path. But if we could change that outcome, we wouldn't. If the blind man knew, someone just came up to him and just said, hey, some guy called Jesus, he's going to come up to you, and uh, he's going to put clay on your eyes, and uh, you're going to go wash it off in the pool of Siloam, and you're going to magically see. Well, he's probably going to be like, 
all right, that sounds crazy. But when in the heap of the moment, he was healed. He believed. And what if someone told him about that before? Someone random just came up and did that. And maybe, maybe he, he washed it off then, and he, he still was blind. He'd probably say something like, oh, that stinks. Or maybe, ah, oh, um, my, my disappointment is immeasurable, and my day has been ruined. Or something on the lines of that. But one thing I see that's interesting is everyone here was surprised all the way up until verse 12. We see that everyone is like, there's no way this is the blind man. Many of them knew him for a long time, and they're just like, that can't be him. Is it him? Some are saying, yeah, that's him. That has to be him. But he's sitting there saying, I am he. It's me. Come on, guys. I'll tell you. It's me. And here's what I think is funny. In verse 12, they say, then said they unto him, where is he? He said, I know not. Like, he was just blind. And they're coming up to him saying, where did he go? Like, like, what do you think he's going to say? Oh, he went that way. Uh, I kind of thought that was a little interesting. (laughs) But I'll continue on in verse 13. And it says, They brought to the Pharisees him that after time was blind. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again, the Pharisees also asked him, how he had received his sight. He said unto them, He put clay upon mine eyes, and I washed, and do see. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. They say unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him, that he hath opened thine eyes? He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son, who ye say was born blind? How then doeth he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now seeth? We know not. Or who hath opened his eyes? We know not. He is of age. Ask him. He shall speak for himself. These words spake the parents because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, said his parents, he is of age. Ask him. So at this point, everyone, everyone is surprised. They're all wondering, how in the world can this guy see? How did this happen? And they don't want to believe what he said. He's like, listen, a guy called Jesus came up to me, put clay on my eyes, told me to go to wash it off, and I did, and now I'm healed. And they're like, well, no, they that happened. They're, they're trying to figure out what really happened when that really was the truth. And at this point, they're going to the parents. And the parents are scared because they know that if they say anything wrong, they will be thrown out of the synagogue and or even murdered. And they were scared. And they didn't know what to do. So they just said, he is of age. Ask him. 
So that's going to lead to my second point. The first point is we don't know the path we are running in blind. The second one is how do we get through it? In our path, there are times we look at our, we, we think about it, how the path that we're going down already, we think, oh, this might be, this might be rough, but, you know, like, I, I, think, I think I'll be all right. And one thing we need to remember is in Jeremiah 33.3, I'll turn there real quick. It says, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So, how do we get through it? Well, we can be open-minded, or in this situation, have our eyes open for the surprises God has planned for us. Because if we call unto God, he will answer thee, and he will show you the great and mighty things which thou knowest not, that we don't know. And he will lead us on the right path. Because there are times we look at our path and we're just like, I'm not sure what to do, Lord. I'm not sure what to do. And we need him. And something most likely every single one of us have said and probably done is when something goes wrong, we just look out and we just say, Lord, why? Why'd you do it to me, Lord? Why? I've been so good lately. I, I've been living a, a great Christian life, a great walk, and you just, you just make it very hard on me. Why, why'd you do it to me? Why didn't I get blessed? But the truth is God's leading you on a good path. Sometimes it takes a hard path in order to be put on the right path. We could be on a rocky path right now where it's, you know, you're just kind of bumping down or you're, you're just really struggling. And God's in the corner saying, hey, buddy, I'm over here. I got a detour to the right path. Uh, I'm, 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 here to hold, I'm here to follow you. I'm here to hold your hand. I'm, ready, I'm here to take you there. All you got to do, do is trust me. And that will continue on in verse 24. Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. Well, that reminds me of a pretty great song, Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. And at least that I once was lost, but now am found. Twas blind, but now I see. Verse 27, he answered them, I have told you already, and ye did not hear. Wherefore would you hear it again? Will ye also be his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, Thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciple. We know that God spake unto Moses, as for this fellow. We know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto them, Herein is a marvelous thing, that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he will heareth. 
So that's going to lead on to my third point. So as I said before, uh, point number one, we don't know the path. We are running in blind. Number two, how do we get through it? And then point number three, we trust the outcomes. We trust in him always. Because sometimes we may think, you know, we know that there's going to be bad in our life. And if we trust God, then I'm going to tell you one thing. Surprise! God has a plan. And he has a plan not just for y'alls, not just in the church, everyone in Sicklerville and New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. And my life, every single person's life in the world, he has a plan for all of our lives. And all we got to do is trust him. We don't know the future. We don't know what's going to happen. But we need to trust him. Because when we do, he will lead us. Everyone was clueless. Yet the blind man followed. And God blessed him. God healed him. And because of that, he can see. And I can't, I can't even imagine how happy he was when he could see. Not seeing his whole life and then seeing what grass looks like or trees. That would have been wonderful. That's so great to see God's creation. In verse 31, we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he will heareth. If we be a if we are worshipers of God and do with his will, follow his path, he will hear us and he will help us. He will guide us into the right path, into his footsteps. But we got to remember, God's always in control. Sometimes God will strip you of everything in order to get you on the right path. He will talk to you, and he will help you. Because we all want to go to heaven. We all want to be able to go up after following his path and be able to say, you know, or be able to hear the Lord look at us and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And if we're going on the wrong path, we're going to go on a path that's it's going to be dark. It's going to be awful. It's not going to be fun. So we need to trust him. I'll continue on and finish up the rest of the chapter. Or verse 32. Since the world began, it is not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind. If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. They answered and said unto him, Thou wast all, though, born in sins, and doest thou teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said unto him, Doest thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, hast, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see, 
see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? And Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But by now ye say, We see, therefore, your sin remaineth. We don't know the future, but we know that God, uh, but we know the God of our future. And we need to remember him always. When something bad happens, I don't think we should say, oh, that stinks, but Lord, why'd you do it? This, this, is, this is awful. The truth is, he is building our character. And maybe if, a, like, like I said before, maybe a breakup happened. Maybe God was doing that for a reason. He's getting you on the right track. Maybe he was teaching you a lesson for your future for when you got into another date. Or maybe for a friend, you, you, you got, get to learn how to treat that other friend or learn how to be a better friend in different ways. God will teach you those lessons. You just got to follow his path. We don't know the path, but we can trust God. We grow, and while we grow, we think, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You fall down, you get back up, you're holding God's hand, and you're saying, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I, if I didn't have God. I can, say, I, I can definitely say that for myself. I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for God. You know, God really had to do some stuff to really help me build. And, he, and there's, probably, there's definitely been stuff that he's had to do to help everyone build. Because now, with some of those things that happened in our life, we now have learned those and improved. Next time that thing happens again, we're going to know how to handle it. We're not going to be as hurt. He's building us to be able to handle it. So we need to trust God always. And I'm going to turn to one final verse, Psalm 118.8. And that verse is, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Well, that gives pretty good direction. It is better to trust in the Lord than than to put confidence in man. Maybe there are times in your life, maybe for all the teenagers who are thinking, oh man, I, I can't wait to go to college, but I'm not sure what college to go to. Let God guide you. Trust in the Lord. Because he will guide you. Don't let man convince you. They might say, oh, this college would be great. But the truth is God's saying, go to this college. Go to this college. Don't listen to man. I will say for one we need to trust his outcomes we need to trust his outcomes trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding but in all thine ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path there's the special word path trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on, don't lean on what you think is right. 
but in all thine ways acknowledge the Lord, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. He will put us on the right path if we trust him. God has a plan, and we need to trust him. I'll pray, and then Colin, I'll hand it back over to you. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this great opportunity, Lord. Lord, I just ask you for anyone who, uh, for everyone who is able to hear this, to be able to take something home and to be able to follow the path that you have planned for them, Lord. Lord, I pray that you help uh, everyone in this room, including myself, Lord, to be able to remember that you are in control and that you will help us in every way and that you love us. And Lord, we know that. And then I just ask you for a wonderful, great rest of our night that we can all get home safe and to be able to glorify you each and every day. And Lord, I ask you for this in your wonderful name. Amen. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.